Hello everyone, welcome back to Chetty Ranga. I am your host, Chetty, and today I think it's going to be a little bit of an unusual episode because I'm leaving for the airport very shortly to go to Florida for spring break, but I didn't give you an episode last week or earlier this week because I've just been so busy, but I want to give you some content before I leave. Um, so maybe this will just be like part one of the episode and I'll finish it later. I also didn't have time to like this. I forgive me if this my thoughts are a little more combobulated than usual because usually I don't I don't write scripts but I have like jot notes of what I'm gonna write and usually those planning sessions take an hour so it is like pretty thought out but I don't have any of that because I didn't have time but I wanted I really wanted to record something before I left so. If I'm jumping all over the place, uh, I apologize. Like, I have thought about what I'm going to say, but it's not, like, a plan. Um, okay, so, getting into it. Oh, also, what was I going to say? Um, also, just, like, to answer some of, I guess, your questions. Someone asked if I'm going to have any guests on, and I will have guests on. After break, though. The first few episodes... I want to be just with me because it's like my podcast, you know, so I just want to get into it. Um, but I will, I do have plans for some guests. I also, a lot, someone asked, said, some, some, someone said, as a suggestion, my podcasts are too long. And I respectfully disagree. I think you don't, you don't need to listen to it at, at the whole, at the, um, you don't need to listen to it all together. You can listen to like five minutes here, five minutes there. Or all I want, just, it's not like a chore to listening. This should be for fun, so listen however you want. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Also, also, not related to the topic of this, today's topic, but um, I had to follow my own advice from last week's podcast, and I'll tell you why. So, I got rejected from something last week or the week before that made me very upset. I got rejected to be a leader for Tufts Wilderness Orientation and I was on support staff last year and it's kind of embarrassing because I was like to everyone, oh yeah, I'm going to be a leader because why would they reject me if I was already on staff? Because I thought that they wouldn't because someone told me that if you were already on staff, they're going to accept you no matter what unless you did something wrong. And I didn't do anything wrong. But I heard that that was not true and this year I heard there was a record number of applicants and they actually had to reject quite a few people who are already on staff. So I was very upset about it. So I, I know I shouldn't put, what's the saying? The horse in front of the carriage, the carriage in, the carriage in front of the horse. So no, I'm not going to say, I'm going to do this if it's not set in stone yet. But um, anyway, I got really upset because I really, 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 really looking forward to it. And I thought I had it in the bag. But um, I met with, the, the coordinator sent me a personal email. They were like, hey, Rowan. Um, we really appreciate the work you put in, but we can't, we can't accept you as a leader. And I met with them, two of them, to discuss their decision. And part of it, they gave me some, well, they gave me feedback. And I, part of it, I agree that was, um, for my interview, I think that was very helpful feedback. Also part of it, I disagree with, but I'm not going to explain that on the internet. I already had my moment to mourn my life loss of leadership I'm I'm over now I went home after that I cried I was like 
blah, 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 blah. But now it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm listening to my own advice that don't be mad about something. There's no reason. And there's no reason to be mad at this. There's, I will do other fun things besides being a leader this summer. And there's nothing I do about it now. Anyway, so there you go. There's an example of me listening to my own advice. I hope you listen to my advice as well. Um, okay, getting into today's topic. So, before I get into it, <laughs> there's a lot before I get into it, but before I actually get into it, there is a slight trigger warning. I'm not going to be really talking about eating disorders, but um, body issues, body image issues, and a little bit of restricted eating tendencies, not so much, but if that if that will upset you, upset you a lot, then do not listen. Okay. Um, so today's topic is, I actually have, I haven't thought of the, thought of the exact title. I know it's going to be about like body image stuff. So it's basically about, I'm talking about my journey with body image and how, where I am now and what I think, what I hope for you guys to, um, something that I've learned in some, Hopefully I can teach, not teach you, but I guess give you some advice and make you feel less alone if you have struggled or are struggling with the same things I have slash am. I mean, I don't really, I I don't, I don't struggle with them now. And I haven't really a lot before, but have gone, have experienced, I've experienced. So getting into it, I never have, I've never had an eating disorder and I feel very grateful for that because I know a lot of people do and it's. I know I know it is very hard and my restrictive eating tendencies have been very very brief so I feel very lucky like that I've never really struggled with body image so much so I feel very grateful for that but you know the experiences I have gone through are very common and important to talk about so I'll just start from the beginning of my body image journey so when I was younger I was, when I was like a child, prepubescent, I was very, very, very skinny. And I um, did not, I, okay, what am I saying? I, it's not because like I was unhealthily skinny. I was just more skinny than my peers. And I was made very aware of that. I didn't like think anything bad or good about it, but I was made aware of it because especially adults, like not really children, but adults, would always comment on it and they wait hold on I think Matthew just walked into the suite I'm just gonna tell him that I'm recording this I'll be right back okay as I was saying I was made very aware of my skinniness from a very young age because adults would frequently comment on it and also correlate it to my beauty for example, they would say things like, oh my gosh, you're so skinny, look how pretty you are. Or like, oh, skinny mini, you're so gorgeous. So it's just like in my mind, I'm not, I didn't consciously be like, okay, skinny equals beautiful, skinny equals beautiful. But in my mind with all those, um, with all those like comments, I subconsciously took it in to my brain. And that has lasted up until present. And I will, I will get to that in a bit, the present in a bit, but subconsciously that is was in my mind and like I can remember in grade two there was me and one of my friends we were both the skinniest 
we can't both be the skinniest in the class, but we were both skinnier than a lot of our peers, even though our peers were also a lot of them, like, skinny. And our whole class would, like, compare us to each other. And we weren't, we weren't competing for skinniness. We didn't really care because we were, like, I don't know, seven. I don't think a lot of seven years really think about weight so much. But it was kind of like a game, like, oh, who's skinnier? So, like, I'm sure all these kids' parents, not, or not just parents, grandparents, adults, not teachers, but, like, other adults, family members, comment on weight. So it is apparent in all of our minds, even though it's not so important to us as a child. So, and then also another thing I remember about weight, which is too young to think about weight, but in grade six, I was at a swim meet, and one of my teammates come up, came up to me, and she was like, Rowan, you look anorexic. And she was, she was joking, but I, that made me quite sad, because, I mean, I didn't really know what anorexia was, but I knew it was unhealthily skinny, even though I know now that not all anorexics are, like, even though they have really, like, harmful eating habits, they're not all super, super skinny. And likewise, super, super skinny people aren't all anorexic, but generally, that's what I thought about back then, so it made me upset, it made me self-conscious. Um, even though I knew from adults, people were admiring my beauty, I mean, my skinniness, well, and relating it to beauty, I still felt became self-conscious of it because a lot of my peers had begun not a lot of them but some of them have begun well I've, I had begun puberty but I hadn't begun the um I guess body maturing into more womanly stomach thighs area where when women go through puberty like their thighs get fuller, they have broader hips, there's more fat in their abdomen, which is all normal and healthy, preparing women if they choose to have babies, which obviously you shouldn't have children in middle school, but eventually down the line. And so I became self-conscious of it because I was, even though I was, I was very, very, I was very skinny. And when I went to overnight camp, I was very aware of this because a lot of my cabin mates were, I guess, a few months older than me, and maybe they just had to start, or they began that transition earlier than me, and a lot of them had thicker thighs, and I thought, like, wow, all these, like, beautiful women models, even though they're very, very skinny, they have, like, fuller thighs and my stick-thin legs, and I, and I was jealous of my peers. Um, but, so even though I was skinny and people admired it, I was jealous of their more womanly, fuller bodies. But then, even, but then when I, then I, a lot of girls start um, gaining, like, the extra weight that is more, like, indicative of a developed female body after they get their um, periods, and that's when I, that was, that what happened to me too, so, Summer, I felt the most jealous of my peers, summer going into grade 8 at overnight camp, and after I left overnight camp, I got my period, and then as the school year went on in grade 8, I started to get more womanly features, and I, then, even though I wanted the womanly features, I became, when I got the womanly features, I got self-conscious of them, because like, oh my gosh, I'm not the skinny, I'm still, I mean, I'm still skinny, but I'm not the, like, skinny, stick-thin 
little girl that I used to be and that my grandparents and my my parents and my friends my parents friends and all these people have been like telling me that I'm beautiful because of this for so long so like again people were still telling me how beautiful I am how skinny I am but I'm still not the same skinny and that made me self-conscious and not very happy and I think that is when my restrictive eating I wouldn't, I wouldn't even call them tendencies because they were so, so brief, but ideas started to come in around that time. I I remember me and my friend, we were like, she had this idea and she was like, let's just, let's just stop eating carbs. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, yeah, carbs, they make you fat. They're not healthy. And I was like, okay, even though that's not true, carbs are necessary and do not make you fat inherently. So I, but I was like, okay. So that I went on for like a few days maximum three days not very long and I, I told my therapist I was like yeah me and my friend are saying this thing and she's like okay stop that right now because restrictive eating habits are highly correlated with later eating disorders so she was like this could lead to eating eating disorder and I was like okay you know I know eating disorders are not healthy my main goal in life regarding like body image has always mostly been around health so I wanted to be healthy so if I knew I was going to get an eating disorder by restrictive eating I didn't want to do that so I stopped restrictive eating there I was fine and then but still I in my mind a lot of the things surrounding eating has transformed from is this yummy and is this healthy to how is this going to make me look like I remember in I was on vacation in Aspen one year and I just, I think this was in, this was in grade 10, maybe? I was like grade 9, I think it was grade 9. Anyway, I was like, I, I don't, I want to stop eating fries, not be, like, I was eating fries, but I wanted to stop eating fries at that meal, not because it was going to make me, it's unhealthy, or because, like, I'm full, it's like, because it's going to make me look bloated. And I... I mean, I told my dad that, and he was like, okay, if you, like, well, but you're, you're always so interested in health, why are you interested in, so interested in the way you look now, and I was just like, I don't know, this is, I don't know, because, I mean, this happens to so many people, especially girls, because for so long, we are, like, told explicitly or implicitly that beauty is equal to skinniness, and some foods make you fat and therefore are bad because you're not going to be skinny and blah, 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 blah. So we get scared of them and we don't want to eat them. Even though, you know, like you're on vacation and some fries on vacation isn't going to make you fat overnight. So especially when you're like skiing all day and exercising, but those, and like honestly, those thoughts of am I eating this because it's healthy or not? If it's healthy, like eating sometimes I still have thoughts that I don't want to eat this because it's going to make me look bloated or fat and I'm I like try very very hard to ignore those things I feel like when I'm very good in some case in, in in cases where it's like an unusual thing like if there's a special dessert like I'm out for dinner or I'm on vacation or for example a few weeks ago there was Italian food night at Duick which is a dining hall at Tufts and I like didn't care about 
if this is going to make me bloated the next day because it's like a special thing. So with special things, I'm very good at just enjoying it. But with everyday things, sometimes the thoughts of how is this going to make me look, not how is this going to make me feel emotionally and physically take over. And I mean, I'm getting better at that by like kind of training my brain to not think those ways. But there's still, it's still, um, it's still there. But I mean, it's not really affecting me so much. Like most of the time, I just still will eat whatever is healthy. And not whatever is only healthy, but like what's healthy for my, my soul and for my body, like a healthy balance. So that's good. I will, I want to say, um, there's this, I think there's this thing I learned in social psych that I can relate to this. It's like, there were these kids who will, who were told, um, by like, this is an experiment. Teachers either told the kids, like they gave them, they, okay, excuse me. They gave children a very easy cognitive IQ test, something like that. Half of the kids, they said, oh, you did so well. You must be so smart. Half of the kids, they said, oh, you did so well. You must work really hard. And they follow those kids for a long, long time. And even just this like little, um, little, you're so smart versus you work really hard makes a big difference. Like the kids who, who were told you did so well because you were so smart were less likely to try hard things because they thought their, their success was defined by their smartness and they didn't want to do anything to prove they were not smart. But the kids who worked who were told that their success is defined by how hard they work were more likely to try new hard things more likely to less likely to give up and more likely to have a growth mindset as opposed to a fixed mindset so the same thing can be told with children if you were constantly telling children that you're you're so skinny you're so beautiful then and they'll equate the two things and they'll do they'll want to do things subconsciously or consciously they'll want to do things that will keep them skinny or prevent them from getting fat because they want to be beautiful because they get praised so much for it so that's why I will never tell my children or any children or anyone you're so pretty you're so skinny I will never I will I mean I'm going to say oh you look so beautiful but I'm never going to say that in a way that implies that they're skinny that their beauty is correlated to their is really to their weight or skinniness so yeah um I'll say some more things about like how I'm dealing with my body image issues I guess issues are a little strong because I my body image issues aren't so strong but um so it's just like I this is also something I learned in social psych to do and I've been like kind of doing this implicitly for many years I think but I've been like after I learned this I've really um I've it's helped I think so it's called I'll just I'm gonna read you this thing from my textbook so I actually no, I'm gonna read it I'm just gonna summarize it so there's this there's this inter intervention called the body project I'm gonna read it <laughs> okay Intervention called the Body Project, in which high school and college women with body image concerns, concerns, that's a good word, concerns, compose their own arguments against the, quote, thin is beautiful, unquote, image they have 
bought into by writing an essay describing the emotional and physical cost of pursuing an unrealistic, unrealistic ideal body and by acting out that argument to discourage other women from pursuing the ideal thin, pursuing the thin ideal. Okay, so that is that. And then they should, so I, in my mind, I've, for years I've been saying why it's harmful to just have so much restricted eating. And I've also known the importance of eating healthy for the soul and the body and brain, I guess, because foods can be healthy for, I was, I, I like to say that foods can be healthy either for your soul or for your brain slash body because brain and body, I don't like saying like sweets are healthy for the brain because like the cognitive processes can be negatively impacted by like sugar and thing and other not not harmful because they're not harmful for the soul but like sometimes harmful things so i like to say brain slash body is one because your brain is your body your body is your brain and then soul which is like you know cookies cake fries those are good things for the soul but you know like vegetables quinoa (laughs) they can be healthy for the soul as well but they're also very healthy for the brain and brain and body so my advice to you is if you make sure you are nourishing your brain and your body and your soul and you can do this by you should write out this essay why is it harmful to um why is it harmful to have so much restricted eating and not nourish your brain body and soul and what are the benefits of not doing that and just like really train your brain to um to love yourself and love what you eat and if and you know like okay cheat i feel like cheap days are I don't know kind of iffy like when cheat days I feel like you're doing something you're not supposed to you're not supposed to cheat but you are so but you are supposed to eat things that make you feel happy so I don't like calling things cheat days or cheat meals just everything is good in moderation including moderation so if you are out to dinner and you don't eat if you eat over your daily caloric recommendation or under the daily amount of vitamin b12 or whatever it's fine for a few times just like and every everybody is different of what it needs for example i okay i'll just i'll share this episode is so all over the place you guys i'm sorry (laughs) hopefully this makes a little sense um right now i'll talk about my current body i guess so at the beginning of the semester or like shortly before the semester began i i don't have a scale but i weighed myself at the tufts doctor because i got shingles and that's a story for another time but they weighed me like routinely and i was 130 pounds and then i around november or december i um i started becoming very thirsty and peeing a lot and like it was kind of it was like a lot and I also noticed that I was 
losing weight. I didn't know how much, but like visually I noticed. So these are symptoms of type 1 diabetes so, and my uncle has it. So I went to the Tufts doctor and they were like, yeah, you don't have type 1 diabetes. And I was like, but you are. And they were like, but you are 121 pounds. So just like keep an eye on that. And I was like, okay. And then honestly, after I got the negative type 1 diabetes result, my extreme thirst and urination had pretty much vanished. So that was in my head, but that's fine. Um, but I was like, okay, 121 pounds, eh, whatever. I'm going to go on Christmas break and eat a lot of good food in Aspen, and then I'll be back to normal. But then I weighed myself last week or the week before, two weeks ago, because I went to Matthew's parents' house, and then I was like, oh, they have scale, why not? And then I was like, 115 pounds, 15 after dinner, 113 when I woke up, and that was like, Okay, that's kind of a lot of weight. So I spoke to a nutritionist and I told her what I was doing. And she was like, yeah, so you are eating very healthy, but you should have more healthy carbs. So I, like I eat appropriate amount of protein and vegetables, but I need more healthy carbs. And I also should, um, I think this is, I think I've lost a lot of this weight because my exercise habits have changed. I have always been like interested in my health and exercise I but this year I've done a lot more like fast running cardio like my cardio in the previous years has been sometimes slow jogs swim I've I'm on the swim team I've been swimming and I have um been doing peloton in the past like on the bike and I've been doing a lot of strength training in previous years or last year specifically but now this year I'm doing less strength I'm still swimming. I don't have a Peloton here, but I am doing a lot more sprints, fast cardio. And that's probably, in like fast cardio, sprints decreases um, your fat content, but also your muscle content. So she was like, make sure you are not only doing a lot of cardio, but also doing more strength-based workouts to like keep your lean um, body fat and your, your lean muscle, but not like, yeah, so keep that while losing bad fat. Like, she doesn't say, she doesn't say, like, keep losing bad fat. Like, if I gain some more fat, that's fine. But um, I want to keep, keep my lean body mass. So I'm going to add more healthy carbs, do more strength training. So if you are concerned about, like, your health, um, like, your, your nutritional values, you should, you can see a nutritionist. Or, I mean, be skeptical and be not skeptical be have discretion when you're looking online about what to eat because there's a lot of misinformation on there um but yeah, and also if you are struggling with your body image you should probably seek help now professionally because um before you um what was i saying like, seek help now before it gets really too, maybe not too late, before it gets, like, bad. You want to nip it in the butt quickly. And if you are scared about seeing a therapist or you don't have access to one for some reason, I, th well, if you're, there are, like, helplines you can call for free, anonymous ones. So I would recommend those. Um, yeah. And also, okay, I want to say one more thing. This is such a chaotic episode. Um, but 
I think it's important to have these conversations and not shy away from the topic of eating healthy while also nourishing your soul and loving your body while also not while also taking care of it like you're supposed to love your body you're supposed to love your body period but also if you are if you are if your body is an unhealthy weight whether that's too much weight or too little weight you're supposed to care for it as well and not just leave it be and I think like whether that means eating more or less of a certain thing exercising more or less in a certain way um I think it's important to talk about that too I I'll say one thing I there was my one of my teachers this year in class he he said something about his weight and how he like gets up early to exercise so he doesn't get fat and then I was like I was like in my mind I was like oh because I mean, this summer I had a lot of I did training for two about like how to approach body image conversations, and we never say thing. They told us never to say things like, "Oh, we're working so hard hiking through all this things. We're burning so much calories. You need to eat so many calories." Like, we're not supposed to talk about calories, um, and we're not supposed to thinking of di- we're not supposed to talk about food is and we deserve it like we work so hard we deserve it like just like eat whatever you want and in a way I do believe that is true especially like on a hike with in on a wilderness retreat retreat I don't know trip with first years yeah I definitely don't think you should be lecturing them on too many calories but I think in general it is okay to talk about I mean like make sure you're okay with people wanting to hear these things because some people some people don't want to hear about calories and stuff that's why I put the trigger warning in front of this video but if you're in like situation where you know people are okay hearing about calories and health how you can do things healthier I think it is okay to have I do think it is okay to have these conversations so like relating back to my teacher I, I, I approached it, I talked to him about this. I was like, yeah, what you said might make people uncomfortable. And honestly, before I said that, I thought he would be like, oh my gosh, yeah, you're so right. <laughs> I won't say that anymore. But he was like, he was like, well, I respect your opinion. And I think, but I think it's okay to have these conversations. And I was like, well, yeah, like it is. <laughs> so, I mean, it's okay to disagree with people and be open to changing your mind. That's like a totally <sighs> different lesson. But, yeah, so it's okay to have these conversations. It's actually not just okay, but important. So, yeah, I hope this conversation helped you guys to realize you should love your body and its brain and soul and treat it right by eating properly and properly for your body and your brain and your soul and also exercising appropriately and because exercising helps your brain and your body and your soul so yeah and also train your brain to not be so scared of of foods or eating a certain way by taking the time to write down what's unhealthy about certain actions what's healthy about other actions and 
Oh, another thing I want to talk about, sorry guys, is body checks. I don't know if you, some of the older people might not know what it is, but it's basically when you stand in the mirror and like analyze your body. And so for a long time, I would do this like every day. I'd be like, oh, this part is fat. This part is skinny. I, if I suck in, I look better like this. And that was sad. And honestly, sometimes to these days in the present, I still do those things. Sometimes I look at my face and be like, oh my gosh, I like my face better now than I did over the summer when I was 15 pounds heavier. And in a way that makes me sad because I don't think I should be comparing my body to the past slash to other people. But, I mean, I can't control what my thoughts are. So what I have controlled is not... It's just like if I start to body check in the mirror, just like walk away. And I'd be like, oh, I know I want to look at my body. And it's be like, not just, just walk away. There's a difference between like looking at your body and hyping yourself up. Be like, oh my gosh, I'm so strong, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I do that. And I'm like, ooh, look at my big muscles. <laughs> but I'm like, if I'm... If I'm... If I'm like looking at the bad parts not the bit there are no bad parts of my body if I'm looking at parts where I think are less than or comparing it to my past self or what I quote would like my future self to look like which I'm not setting goals in that way at all or like other people I just walk away but I do hide myself up so that's that so again, for body checks, if you find yourself doing that, just stop. Just walk away from the mirror. I know it's hard, but just don't do it. Don't do it. Um, yeah. And if you find yourself constantly like thinking about how foods will make you look instead of how they will make you feel, then again, I would do this these writing exercises. I'm not an expert on this, so I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope... I guess the main goal of this was to make you guys feel less isolated and alone because I some people don't talk about these things and when people do talk about their body image I think it's a lot of like oh my gosh I feel like I hate my body blah 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 and even though those feelings are valid they can get so depressing so it's kind of nice to hear people talk about their struggles but also ways to make the struggles less and to learn to love your body so I hope this episode has helped you um also yeah so takeaways also i feel like if you're around other people especially children don't talk about their weight um because you know it will last with them forever like think about me i still remember comparing myself to my friend in grade two and i still remember that girl calling me anorexic in grade six and i still remember in like kindergarten some older not I'm not gonna say like some older woman like an older woman that I'm close to being like oh skinny mini you're so beautiful like I still remember those things and I'm gonna remember those probably for the rest of my life so just don't do it don't do it okay um I think that was all that yeah if I remember something else I will get back and we'll keep talking about it i was i was thinking maybe i should talk about body hair as well i mean i guess why not okay 
<laughs> I'll talk about it. So, I I guess, yeah, body hair is, like, related to body image. Yeah. Okay, I'll go for it. So, I, well, yeah. Pre-pubescent girls don't have much, if at all, body hair. And then when I developed body hair, I immediately wanted to remove it. And I did that. I, like, waxed it, which is so painful. But, and then I was, like, didn't want any little hair. Because, you know, no, or very, very few celebrity, women celebrities or models or even adults have body hair. And if they do, like, for example, I remember, I don't think, I think Miley Cyrus, I watched a video of hers, like, yesterday, and she did not have armpit hair, but I remember a few years ago she did, and that was, like, a big thing, like, oh, Miley Cyrus doesn't shave her armpits, but, like, so even if women don't shave their armpits, it's a big thing people notice, but, like, obviously with men, people don't notice. So, but then I got, this past summer, actually, was the first year or first time where I was just like, you know, I'm just going to try growing my leg hair out and growing my armpit hair out and being like, chill with it. And then some people were like, ew, shave. <laughs> but some people were like, all right, hype. And at two, a lot of the girls there did not remove their body hair. And I think part of the reason I was really sad about not going back to two was because the training experience was so memorable to me and I became so much more confident in myself and learned so much but and I wanted to do that again this year but I mean I guess I already had the training so that made me so much comfortable with my own body hair at two so like at school I didn't shave it and I was fine no one maybe they noticed and maybe they judged me but like I don't care because you know it's it's normal and it some part of some parts of it make me feel very confident. But then I went to a swim meet and I was like, I wanna, I don't like shave. Okay, I don't like shaving body hair because I hate the way stubble makes me feel slash look. So I wax it even though it's painful. And it like when you wax it, it takes longer to grow back in. So that's what I like about it. Um. So I went to a swim meet and I waxed it because well, I really like. And when I race, like, even though it's, like, a, I'm not going to win these races anyway because these people are so fast, much more fast than me. And, but I just, like, like feeling, like, clean and smooth in the water. And by the, so I, I'll, wait, I'll get back to that. So I just, I waxed it. And then I was, like, okay. And then when I went to Aspen, again, I waxed it. Or I got waxed there. um, Because I just wanted to feel, like, fresh and clean for... And then I let it grow out again until yesterday when I waxed again. Because I'm going to Florida and I wanted to feel like clean and fresh and smooth for the beach and swimming there. So it is my choice. It's just like really how I feel. Like when I want to feel clean and fresh, I ruin my body hair. But when I want to feel, I guess, more, mm, I don't know, down to earth slash... Uh, not powerful I don't know in other words like I guess more you know more more masculine honestly I keep it and so it's like my choice and I will say that I think my inner feelings of feeling feminine clean fresh and lack of body hair versus masculine powerful with body hair is society's 
standards soaking into my brain since day one of my life. Even before I was born, I've been hearing these things out of the womb. So, I, I mean, I'm not, I can't change anything about that except love myself in all my forms, whether I choose to or choose not to remove my body hair. And I think everyone, no one should judge other people for their body hair. It's not gross. Men have it. No one says anything about it. And women, you know, they grow body hair too. It's If they want to shave it, good on them. If they don't, good on them. Like, it's no big deal. And with face hair, like, upper lip hair and eyebrows, um, I started getting my eyebrows done this, this summer. And I that's one thing I have kept consistent because I just like the way they look when they're done. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so just any body hair or face hair you choose to remove is like your choice. And it's so easy to feel pressure to do it by other people because they're constantly telling you to. And, but if, and if you want to do it because you are, I mean, like, do what makes you happy. And if you want to, and if making happy, and if making, and if, excuse me, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know how to say this. Um, do what makes you happy. And it's really hard to say don't listen to other people's things because other people's ideas of what you should do because I, I know it's hard to do that. So, I mean, if you go to college, you can grow your body hair at college if you don't feel safe and comfortable doing it with your parents. And I know that sucks because you should feel comfortable doing whatever you, I mean, not whatever you want, like don't, but like <laughs> doing stuff with your body around your parents. I mean, go for it. I meant to go for it if you want to. Just do whatever you want. That's what I'm saying. All right. Um, should I end the, end the episode? Um, I guess I could talk more about body stuff. Um, okay. I'll talk about more about clothing. That relates to bodies. Um, so. Clothing. I haven't, I only started really caring about how I dressed this year this summer and I honestly don't know what clicked it just did all of a sudden I liked shopping I liked I wanted to put effort into what I was wearing how I looked and I don't think that's come from a self-conscious place of wanting other people to see me in a certain way that was coming from a place of wanting to do things for myself which I think is so healthy and amazing hyping myself up here but I mean there are some days where I'm like, like so tired at school or whatever and don't want to dress up and that's fine too so I think it does feel nice to look nice sometimes so that's good and I feel like wearing I don't want to say provocative I don't like that word like I guess clothes that show more skin I I went through a brief phase in like grade 9 or 10 where I was okay with showing more skin mostly because I think I went to overnight camp and a lot of my campmates did that but then shortly after I felt uncomfortable with it again and only really this summer did I feel more comfortable with it again and 
again, that was not coming from a place of hating my body and feeling self-conscious of it. That was just coming from, I don't want how other people, I don't just don't want other people seeing it. But now again, starting the summer, I've been okay wearing crop tops, okay wearing shorter shorts, okay wearing shirts that show my boobs. <laughs> um, so I'm like, I don't know why I laughed. It's not a bad word. <laughs> um, and I'm like, okay, I think bodies are bodies they can be sexualized but they also cannot they're beautiful no matter what you are wearing so i feel like your clothes do not define your sexuality or lack thereof or however else it's basically just how you want to present yourself and again people should not be making assumptions based off of you or what you want based on what you wear so just again wear what makes you feel comfortable happy that's why i hate i hate dress codes like my school was we had a uniform and when we had grub days we technically had dress codes but you know they weren't really well enforced so that's good but like i've hear some some schools other schools have crazy dress codes they're like no tank tops no short shorts no leggings and i'm like girl people wear lots of clothes a lot of people wear a lot in the real world there are no dress codes i mean like in the workplace there is but that's not really about i don't think that's really about showing skin that's more about being professional i mean i guess it is about showing skin and i don't really know how i feel about that but like i feel like in school where the purpose is for your learning and for you feeling comfortable um then I feel like there shouldn't be no dress codes. I mean, there's no dress codes at Tufts, which is good. And I feel like in high school or middle school or whatever, dress codes, people say like, oh, it'll distract the boys. We'll be like, okay, you should teach boys not to look at women in in a weird way and be infatuated with their bodies, their shoulders. You should, And you should teach them not to do that instead of telling girls to cover up so boys don't look at them. Like, it's simple. So, I think that's all I'm going to talk about today regarding body image stuff. Um, thank you for bearing with the chaotic energy of this episode. Um, yeah, I have some more really good ideas that I'm really excited to, to talk about. And I will bring guests on. Yeah. Slay. Okay. <laughs> Chediranga out. Oh.